One of my cousins named Mary, uh, she works at a winery. She works at a winery, and every time that, that she's in town, any time that we might see her at a, at a family gathering, she's always bombarded with questions from various family members about her work, about what it takes to get a bottle of wine on your table. Everything from the planting, the growing, the harvesting, to the barreling, and aging, and fermenting, and bottling. It's a very intricate process, getting a bottle of wine to your dinner table. And one of the things I've learned from her is that it's an incredibly precise science. It's incredibly precise. You have to count for so many things, so many various things. Everything from the genetics of the grapes, to the soil composition, to the weather, even the amount of sunlight that those grapes receive, and the humidity in the air. It's a process that requires constant vigilance to make sure that the grapes are growing properly, that the wine is being made in a good manner. It's sometimes a battle against Mother Nature uh, to get good grapes, or you might just get a bad batch in a given time. And the prophet Isaiah in our first reading draws in the analogy of the vineyard and how God is sort of like a wine grower. He's tending his vineyard. He's making sure and watching over every one of those little plants and buds to make sure that it bears good fruits for his kingdom. He's doing all of the necessary work. But in Isaiah's story, this wine grower finds that he has only brought forth bad grapes at harvest time. Just think of how frustrating that might be for someone who has worked for months and maybe even years only to have it go for nothing, to have it count for nothing. That's the image that Isaiah gives. God is this wine grower who has worked so hard in the vineyard and yet has only brought forth bad grapes. Shows how frustrating it must be for God to put forth so much effort and have it all seemingly go to waste. And brothers, this is our Lord has worked very hard and put a lot of efforts to maintain the vineyard of his church. In the Old Testament, he sent prophets to help his people who were straying from him so that they might bear good fruits. All of that culminating in sending his son for our salvation. Not even to mention the suffering and dying that Jesus went through for us. Our Lord has put a lot of effort into maintaining that vineyard. So imagine, again, just how much work and how much he wants that vineyard to bring forth great fruits. He, after all, has been working in that vineyard harder than us, harder than you and I. He's the one who wants more than anyone to bear fruits. Now, we have to stress here that bearing fruit does not necessarily mean how much we produce or how much we earn. He's not a boss going over our sales numbers or peering into our cubicle to make sure we put a cover sheet on a TPS report. He's not even asking how many prayers we said or the works of mercy that we did. The fruit that God wants us to produce, brothers and sisters, are the virtues. God wants us to have virtues. That is the fruit he wants us to have. Those good habits, faith, hope, love, prudence, justice, temperance, and fortitude. Those are the, the fruits that God wants us to be bearing. 
for his kingdom. So it's important to ask ourselves, what are the good habits that we are developing in our spiritual lives? The virtues are less about what we are producing or doing, but who we are becoming. They are dispositions of our hearts. When we have a virtue, the good actions sort of flow naturally from them. They become almost second nature. Now, that can also happen with vices, conversely, as well. Again, those good actions can become second nature to us. They don't just come out of nowhere. Think of it this way. Mother Teresa did not just one day, out of the blue, get up and say, I am going to serve the poorest of the poor in Calcutta. There had to have been something or even habits already at work in her heart. Habits that she was already developing, habits that she was already growing, that moved her and brought her to that moment. It didn't just happen out of nowhere. There had to have been things that she was working on and growing in throughout her life to the point that serving the poorest of the poor in Calcutta flowed naturally from what was already going on inside of her. That habit of service, of humble love that she demonstrated so much, it had to have come from somewhere within her. And that somewhere within her would have been some of the virtues that our Lord wants us to have. Again, having a virtue means that good actions flow naturally from what is going on within our hearts. And virtues don't just make the work that we do good, but we become good ourselves. They perfect our habits and they perfect our dispositions. These virtues are habits that incline us toward goodness, toward the God who is goodness itself. And this fruit is born within our own hearts, brothers and sisters. It's what Isaiah and even Jesus were talking about in our readings today. And we should be cultivating and working on these habits, these good virtues, each and every day of our lives. Again, so often in the Old Testament, God's people did not bear fruit. They weren't focused on growing in holiness and growing in the virtues. And God, again, working in that vineyard, he works so hard. You know, he plants the seedling. He gives us his very life and grace and in the sacraments for the point of us bearing fruits for his kingdom. But we also have to point out that God is not the primary beneficiary of us bearing fruits. We are. We are the primary beneficiaries of it. The fruits are born within our own hearts, and if anything, we reap the benefits more so than God does. God wants us to bear fruits for our sake, less so for himself, to live lives where we have the virtues. Maybe we can, I want to focus mainly on four of them. Prudence, one of the ones I mentioned. Prudence, it's judging what is good and bringing about that goodness in the best possible way. Another one could be justice, giving others what they are due, giving God what is his due. Temperance, it's a moderation of our senses, you know, moderation of, of the things that we take in. And finally, fortitude, bearing difficult things to withstand. Those four virtues of prudence, justice, temperance, and fortitude, you might remember them from when you were a kid as the cardinal virtues. Those are virtues that perfect our actions and help us to bring about good in the world. So brothers and sisters, it is up to us to bear fruit. God plants the seedling for sure and gives us the tools, 
But we have to be vigilant wine growers for the vineyard that is our souls, that we might be the good fruit. So this week, maybe pick a virtue. Pick a virtue and try to work on it. Pick a virtue that you want to grow in, a habit that you want to perfect. And maybe work on that throughout this week. Maybe one of those four that I mentioned. And maybe ask, how can God's kingdom bear fruit within me? Because it is important that we bear fruit for God's kingdom, brothers and sisters. That the vineyard of our heart be fertile ground for the Holy Spirit. And may we seek and acquire those virtues and habits that keep us on the right path. That we might bring forth a harvest worthy of heaven.